What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Smalley Talk Podcast. This is your host, Josh Rinko. And the boys are back in town. <laughs> What's up, Christian? What's up, buddy? <laughs> Not much, dude. It's been a while since we've done an OG episode. I know, we're back. We Studio are Studio A, baby. This hey, is original. Lots of people gunning for the top-rated <laughs> podcast named Smalley Talk that records in central Indiana that hey. features two men over their 30s that talk exclusively exclusively about river smallmouth. Lots of people gunning it's, for the it's title. free market competition that pushes us. Dude, don't you dare come at the top. If you're, you're going to take a shot at the king, you better you better shoot to kill. That's, That's all right, I'm going to say. Yep. Alright, so we're back. It's been many moons since our last episode in studio. Uh, mm-hmm. A few on the waters, few little, you know, little tit for tat episodes, but uh, we do have an good. on the water one that hasn't uploaded yet. So yeah, we'll have to put. The, we have we have a little little one we can put out, a little bonus episode. Yeah, but uh-huh. uh, yeah, feels good. Feels good to be back. Made the time uh, in here to talk talk smallmouth, dude. Yeah, we've had a lot. Um, you know, a lot transpire since our last episode, so we're not going to be able to cover everything but we wanted to kind of just you know get together we had we had some clamoring in the smallmouth community they were they were really really asking for it so dude so there's so many demands on the got got some wet little boys (laughs) they just they wanted they wanted to hear voices these little boys are about to be very satisfied (laughs) (laughs) it's not it's not the first time and it won't be the last time that these boys are satisfied by us (laughs) uh we've done it you know so it's you know really this is start of fall i mean yeah we're uh don't say it dude i don't even want to think yeah this is the most depressing time of year for me um not for me no i hate the fall dude like january is the most depressing time of year for me i like the fall bite i mean fall bite's good i don't i don't I don't know, dude. It's like that's sacrilegious, dude. Uh, no, I, I'm, I'll say it. I mean, it honestly like it used to be because I mean, I used to be a big deer hunter, so like fall time was like my favorite time of the year. But now, all it does is just remind me of like, oh, you're getting ready to like, you know, wet waiting is over. You're getting ready to yeah. go into like a period of not fishing for like four months. I mean, we have three months. Here's the thing: we have two solid months of fishing left. I mean, it's yeah. typically pretty good through the end of October. And honestly, you know, the, it changes. The fish this time of year get more predictable. And I do want to do an episode here coming up on, like, fall patterns. I know we've probably done that before, but um, it's always helpful to kind of rehash that stuff because um, I think there's a lot of confusion out there what smallmouth do in the fall. I'm very, um, com- I'm very confused by it. <laughs> but, I, I mean... It's one of the easiest times of year to pick smallmouth apart. I mean, in a river system, anyways. Yeah, you know, they're they become really, really predictable, and they're still feeding. That's the thing. They're even more predictable in the winter time, but they aren't feeding. So this is like really the one time of year when the big fish are predictable. They're in very specific areas, and they're they're feeding up for the winter. So we have. You know, it's not fall patterns yet. You know, that's going to be probably in you know three to four weeks before they really start hitting that that fall pattern. But I don't, I enjoy the fall. I mean, <clears throat> I, I get what you're saying though. It's kind of like the precursor to the drudge of winter. So plus, it's like one thing that really annoys me is like all the leaves on the surface when I'm trying to fly fish. Yeah, that's true. It bugs me. Yeah. It gets it's got it sticks in my crawl, dude. I will say this: um, Are you down for a uh, redfish redfish trip this winter? Sure, I'm down. let's do middle winter, like the worst like right. part of winter, and we'll we'll go take a saltwater trip. Yeah, dude. somewhere I'm That's down a, for sure. Yeah, to get me through. Yeah, I need, for sure. I need something. But uh, lots happened since the last epi. Uh, my truck was robbed. My, you lost two pair of high-end prescription sunglasses. In my two, I've lost two pairs of high-end prescription sunglasses to thievery. 
Man, uh, doesn't that make you mad? Dumb. I'm infuriated, yeah. Yeah, I bet you it's the same guys that took your car for like five hours. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I got I get I don't know if I ever told that story on the podcast. Oh my god. My trust my car got stolen a few years ago and I was like <clears throat> I parked like in the downtown area, like over by the war memorial. And I'm like walking to my car. I was parked on the street, walked up, and my car was just gone. And my phone had died because I <laughs> You know, I, I don't, for whatever reason, my phone was like on 0% battery, but I'm standing there like, what the hell? I, I know I parked right here. And I was thinking like, oh, maybe, maybe the police like towed my car or maybe I had like, didn't put my sticker on my license plate. I mean, like all the scenarios running through my head. And then I look up and there's just these two black guys just rolling past me. <laughs> In my car, like I had a very specific. That's the first front. time they've ever said they were black. I thought they were white this whole time. No, they were black guys. <laughs> they they rolled past me like going like music up, windows down. Just these two like black guys, just like like it was the best day. Like Ferris <laughs> Ferris Evan Bueller just rolling past me like with impunity, and I was like, what? I was like, I just looked, and then I like I was like, oh, I'm gonna call the police, and I like reached my phone. Phone's dead. So then I saw this gentleman like walking past me. I was like, sir, sir, <laughs> let me use your phone. And he's just like, oh, what? Let me commandeer your phone. And I'm an attorney. He's like, oh, no, I, you know, I don't know. And I'm like, yeah, let me, let me see your phone. He had like the oldest like flip phone ever. I was like, why did you even care? Like, I'm going to steal this piece of shit phone. So anyways, I call the police and like tell him I contemplated briefly contemplated like a Mel Gibson style rundown wherein I just start running after them and like slide across the hood and like punch one of them. But I didn't do that. <laughs> so I called the police. They ended up finding the guys. Uh, and I showed up to get my car back and the cops like, Oh yeah, these two are whacked out. He's like, they're high on drugs. I, like walked up <laughs> devil's and, lettuce. Yeah, He's like, <laughs> he's like that guy over there. He thinks, uh, he thinks he's literally Steven Seagal. <laughs> and, it was these, and they were these two, black like they're probably like in their 30 like mid 30s uh but they were twin brothers that had stolen my Whoa. car and that was you know twins couple of fans. <laughs> that's, that's a fantasy Dude, of twins yours, are I'm very hot to me <laughs> but i go black twins are even more yeah <laughs> very exotic but uh but anyways i go uh, you know the guys the cops like laughing and he's like yeah that guy over there thinks he's steven seagal i was like oh sweet i'm like great i'm glad they turned my car into an f shack and they're like look have me inventory my car like do they get anything i was like yeah they stole like 20 bucks out of my glove compartment and you know this and that and then they, they had, leave like, like a, a big gulp yeah they left there. a big gulp in the in the cup holder and the cop's like hey do you want that big gulp i'm like no dude <laughs> I was like, just let me have my car back. So I took my car and then I get home and I'm like, man, craziest day. I told my wife and she's like, yeah. It's like, I wonder if they, hopefully they didn't leave any, uh, like heroin in our car for, you know, our kids could find it. Next, so I, I was like, next uh. week, Chris is, Chris is addicted. To heroin. Yeah. So I'm out there looking for a high, you know, I'm out there digging through now, to see if they got any drugs. You missed the funniest part of this whole story. What? That, there's a chance that you left your car running. <laughs> there's, there's a good chance. There's a strong possibility <laughs> that these two geniuses didn't know how to break into my car. And then, in fact, I left it running because it runs on silent and it has a proximity key. So that's a possibility. I don't know. That's unconfirmed. I think in all likelihood, this was probably oh part of like God. a Gone in 60 Seconds crew. <laughs> They're <laughs> This was the, Nis the 2012 <laughs> Nissan Rogue, which is what we drove at the time, was probably like Eleanor on their <laughs> list of cars to steal. <laughs> but they got me. The sons of bitches got me. Uh, and then, so here's another one. I'm driving like to get Papa Murphy's pizza. It's been a, a terrible day. I'm very sad, you know, my car, but I got my car back. So I'm like celebratory pizza. So I go out <laughs> This is the same and then the, day. And, yeah, same day. And the I, like next thing you know, the like, cop lights turned on behind me and I'm like, what the hell? They report it. So I pull over my the cop comes out like hand on his weapon. Like, sir, <laughs> do you know your vehicle has been reported as stolen? 
And I was like, uh, no, I, I guess, you know, maybe they just didn't change it back in the system or whatever. But I ended up getting held there for like 45 minutes waiting oh, on man. the police to clear me. I didn't know that part. That's... Oh, yeah. But anyways, so yeah, I've, I've had, uh, it's all from working downtown, dude. Downtown has gone to shit. Yeah. It's even gone further down to shit. Oh, it's horrible, dude. <laughs> you have, what was the lady Somebody that got died downtown? They dro- drove out of a parking garage. That was my parking garage. <laughs> I know. <Yeah. laughs> two guys, two people drove through the fourth level of the parking garage and just flipped their car on its roof oh and just died. God, that's terrible. Last week, somebody got stabbed to death like a block from my office. Hmm. By times. you? Maybe. <laughs> Chris has blood all over his jeans. <laughs> Steven Seagal stabbed him, dude. <laughs> okay, let's yeah. get back to fishing a nah, little dude. bit. This uh, is this is your uh, 2020 election primer podcast. Oh, yeah. We're here to talk politics. <laughs> I, I think you should run for president, Chris. You'd be a great presidential candidate. Dude. I can guarantee you this. You would be exponentially more qualified than the two guys that we're choosing from (laughs) i'd vote for you thanks man yeah it'd be like you my mom i'd I'd be your vp (laughs) oh there you go (laughs) it'd be like you my mom and i don't even think my my dad definitely wouldn't vote for me (laughs) dad's a trumper dude Dude, my dad my dad'd be like nah dude (laughs) i don't know i don't know if you're strong enough for the troops I think you're anti-troop. You're not. You're not following that blue line, nah, dude. dude you're, uh, no, you're, you're anti-troop. <laughs> Next thing you know, my dad's is protesting outside of my house. <laughs> my son oh, is my anti-troop. <laughs> the thing is, I could literally see that happening. Dude. Last last election cycle, we did make a bunch of yard signs for my dad. I know. I remember that. Vote That's... for Hillary Clinton. He was uh, not happy. Dude, about he was, that. It got him. Good. Did you ever tell him? Uh, yeah, we told him yeah. shortly thereafter, but we made uh, uh, something about peace, you know, peace, not guns, uh, like a big Second Amendment sign with like a like an arrow, like a cross through it, like no Second Amendment, a vote for Hillary. You're lucky you didn't get shot. We put him all in his yard. He was none too pleased. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he literally posted something on Facebook like it went as well as I could have imagined. He posted something on Facebook like a video is like. And whoever put these yard signs in my yard, I will, I will find you. And somebody like my aunt posted, like commented on the video that he posted. Yeah, was like, get him, Jeff. Like you should have shot him. <laughs> I was like, oh my god. So, anyways, I got that. Stand your ground, dude. Dude, I know. Castle doctrine. I know, dude. He would have shot me. <laughs> he probably wouldn't have apologized either. Be like, well, you. What are you doing in my yard, dude? (laughs) Idiot. Oh, my God. Like, yeah, I had that coming, Dad. (laughs) So, anyways. So, so fishing fishing wise, we just went out. Um, So, we have the On the Water water episode. We can talk a little bit about that if you want. But took the old jetty out for the first first time together. I know, dude. It was so awesome. We, We broke some shit. Yeah, <laughs> we yeah. had a, we went. <laughs> I have video evidence of Josh breaking his jet boat. Oh, uh, you know we go. We went through that area and hit that thing, and like, man, I wonder what that was. <laughs> Let's go back on the way back and figure out what we hit. Go back there, and there's like two inches of water and rocks sticking up uh, everywhere. Dude, two inches? No way. It was like literally. Yeah, like, it might not even been that. It was like water just flowing over a rock i mean yeah. it was like the you could see the rock almost all of it i went left instead of right that's almost like if the captain of the titanic was just like i wonder what we hit <laughs> the well, iceberg I, it was weird because the you know the rivers everybody knows are super low right now and you know that's is probably the worst time it is the worst time to run a jet when you're inexperienced specifically um and i thought you did a pretty good job other yeah. than that one moment, <laughs> Other than which breaking was about 30 the seconds intake on my jet motor, it was about thirty seconds into the trip. Yeah, it was weird. I mean, you just can't, I I drove over that area the two other times I've been there, and just fine. And it just was low enough now where you know there was nothing there. Um, but yeah, dynamic. it was cool though, man. We we had a good time. We caught some fish. Caught quite yeah. a few fish, like thirty, probably thirty some fish. Yeah, and we only fished for you know Four half hours. a day. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we, yeah, it was fun, you know, and I, uh, feel I got over 
the, a little bit of that feeling, awkward feeling of fishing out of that, even though it's not set up how I want it because I'm going to put decks and everything in it. Um, the previous couple times I fished out of it, it was just really like awkward. And I think I learned that trolling motor a little bit better. And we, uh, yeah, we did pretty good. I, I mean, thought we did great. Yeah, I think that's the recipe. Especially you know. for not a great stretch of water. I mean. Yeah, and that's the thing with, uh, I think, where that jet boat is going to shine. Because for the, just so everybody's aware, you know, I'm not going to be like 100% boat guy. I still am going to fish out of a kayak and wade. For me, it's just like another tool to use. Um, but I think where it really is going to shine is places that, one, are big enough to run it but two have like spots and instead of having to float an entire section, you can go from spot to spot. And that's exactly what we did. We hit like the high percentage, you know, prime areas, fish there, moved on, fish the next one, moved on. And that's why we did well. Yeah. Um, Cause that stretch of water is like floating it in a kayak. You have a lot of dead stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, you've got, yeah, you know, you've got you can pick up fish in between the spots for sure, and there were some there were a lot of little spots we didn't really stop and fish, but like, you know, there are probably ten really good spots, and then a bunch of stuff in between that just sort of sucks. Right. So, um, yeah, it was perfect for it. I mean, I thought I had a great time. Yeah, so. it was good, man. It was a uh, it was a good time. Other than the fact that I busted that intake which you know it didn't honestly and it's gonna sound it didn't even bother me that you broke that motor (laughs) (laughs) i had such a great time that didn't even bother me yeah uh it didn't bother me as much as i thought usually when i do stuff like that i get pissed off and it like kind of ruins the day but it didn't bother me that bad i was more nervous we went upstream i was nervous about going back downstream um just because of my inexperience um, because reading the river going downstream is harder, even though you already know kind of where to go. Um, the one, uh, that swift area where the rock piles were, I was like, I probably could have ran that full speed, but we just kind of like, like coasted down it yeah. and we got, you know, it was still, that boat's light enough though. We got out and just pulled it through some areas. Didn't bother me. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was pretty, yeah. That It was kind of encouraging because. You think a big, like an 18, it's not a huge boat, but it's an 18-foot boat. You're like, man, you know, you could run that up on a sandbar. Dude, we ran that all the way up on a sandbar once. Like, yeah. like the whole boat was, and we just pulled it off. Pulled it off, yeah. yeah like, it really wasn't bad at all. Yeah, uh, yeah so. That was pretty funny, though. We, like, I kept, I was like, go, you know, you got to go further right. <laughs> no, further right. And then you just <laughs> slam into a sandbar. <laughs> like, ground us to a halt. Yeah. Like, uh. Yeah, but yeah, I was a little worried when we first ran it aground, thinking like, "Oh God, we're going to be stuck here until the next rain." You know, yeah, so. no, it was a uh, no. It came off there pretty. I mean, it wasn't that, and that the whole boat was on at that time, um, and it took a little bit of heaving and hoeing, but we got it off. Did not for me, dude. My buys are freaking jacked. <laughs> <laughs> so you just kind of flicked it off. <laughs> so the weekend before that Labor Day was well, it was, that was Labor Day weekend that we did that. So earlier in that weekend, we did. I did that same stretch of water, but just as a, like a family float trip in my raft. So Ashley, my wife, and some friends of ours went out there. Mm-hmm. My wife. This is on White River. Yeah, south by the way. South side. Uh, yeah. My wife, with with zero information or knowledge, told our friends that the float would take about two hours, and <laughs> which you know. I didn't know she told him that. I would have never told them that. I mean, we met at like 5.30 and I told Ashley, or we met at like uh, 3 and I told Ashley it was going to take pretty much until dark. Um, I have no idea why she told him two hours, but anyways, she did. So heavy, heavy freaking headwind the whole time. I mean, it's like 10 mile, 15 mile per hour winds. Like that like drift, straight. That, that raft cuts through the wind. Oh, dude, it slices things, through it. If there's one weakness <laughs> to that raft, it's it catches wind like a sail, dude. But anyways, so like we're like a mile into the stretch and our friends go, so how much, or we're almost there, right? <laughs> and I was like, no. I was like, not even close. Like we got like six more miles to go. And they're like, oh, uh, well, we have plans and, you know, we weren't expecting to be out here for that long. So I ended up having to row for like four straight hours straight into the wind. Jeez. It was un... You put in a Waverly? Dude, my, my triceps... Oh, look at I can see them, dude. They're bulging. Damn right you can see them, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that sops them and drops them every time. 
Why do you think I wear these Nautica tees? <laughs> this Nautica. It's got the fit, tee, the fit, dude. the dude, fit, it, cut. I, I get my sleeves. I get yeah. my t-shirts tailored. <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, it was pretty, uh, but we, we had a good time and it actually kind of helped being on that stretch. Cause I hadn't done that stretch of water this year. So it helped kind of visualize a lot of the spots that we were going to be running the jet in. Yeah. And, it actually yeah. did help. Cause you were like, you had a like immediate, you know, memory of it. So, right. Yeah. It was nice. Uh, so we both, um, both went to Michigan uh, we both went to the Muskegon River, separate trips. Separate, but equal. Separate, but equal, yes. Well, less equal with regard to the fishing time. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's true. Yeah. Uh, I went with my dad and brother, and uh, we I caught my seventh 20-incher of the year. Yeah, dude. Um, and then, uh, yeah, we had a really good time. And then that was like, what, the weekend before you went? Yeah, it was the weekend before. It, yeah. Dude, I love that river. Dude, for, for wish, how close it is, there's not m- much more bang for your buck. If it was two hours closer, I would fish it probably every other weekend. Yeah, that'd be, yeah. If it was sure. two and a half hours away. You know what? We always pass when we go up there's the St. Joe. Heard good like, things. I feel like we need, here's the two rivers that we haven't fished in Indiana that we need to fish. St. Joe, Kankiki. I've heard good things about both of them. Yeah, St. Joe, I've heard a lot of good things about. I've heard good things about Kankiki. I know you're downplaying that, but... Yeah, I don't know, dude. I mean... You I've can heard... run the jet on it. St. Joe, I've heard good, great things, though. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm for sure down. I mean, obviously, I'm down, so... But Muskegon is so freaking awesome. If you have... If that's within driving distance for you, as a listener, you should definitely go check it out, because it is awesome. Yeah, the only downside to the... The Muskegon is it is pretty crowded. It's pretty busy. Yeah. But there's a shuttle there, so you don't have to worry about having two cars. There's a guy that'll do a shuttle for you for like. Did you use him? Yeah, I used him. He's the like, same guy. Yeah, it's like twenty bucks. Really? Yeah, yeah he's awesome. So huh. you just like you know you just call him the fly shop right on the. There's a Muskegon fly shop. They've got his card in there, you know. But and there's a great fly shop right Did you there. You just leave but, your keys. Yeah, you just. Oh, is that the one where you rip the yeah, gas? That's gas. another thing. <laughs> But, but anyways, I mean, yeah, it was a great, great trip, a beautiful river, uh, a little crowded. I mean, there, this time of year, especially there's a lot of people on it and I think it's a great steelhead and trout fishery too. But like for smallmouth, I mean, it was awesome. I mean, for fly fishing, like if you're a fly guy, uh, you know, going up there in August, like July, August, when they're on top water, like late afternoon, you might as well not even fish before noon, by the way. Yeah, definitely pick that's a evening river. Yeah, so go, you know, go there, sleep in, get hammered and drink, you know, sleep off your hangover or whatever you do or get ma- recreational marijuana if you're into that <laughs> or whatever you want to do and Five o'clock. spend time with the family in the morning. That's what we did. I mean, we went to the beach, you know, on Lake Michigan with the family and then we drove like around one o'clock. We left and went to the river and got there at three. Yeah. But for a fly guy, that river is amazing. I mean, it, the river is so clear that as soon as you cast your fly out there, you can see the fish starting to move to address your fly. It's Yeah, it's super clear. Yeah, so it's, yeah. you know, especially it's, for a jet boat or for a raft or something where you're standing up the whole time, it's like next level. So yeah. lots of fish too. I mean, so many fish. Yeah, the, the average size was definitely not great, I would say. I caught a lot of dinks. While I was there, um, but there's yeah, a lot some, of twelve inch fish. Yeah, there's just a lot of a lot of semi jimmies. Um, but yeah, I mean it's a great river. It's pretty long. I think the upper stretch is a little skinnier, um, and it's less crowded. Uh, the lower stretch like is above the da- above yeah the reservoirs like uh, Big Rapids is where yeah. we actually stayed. Which I really that's where I caught my twenty. And I, I really liked it up there, but it's so low right now that that was, like, really low. Like, you were yeah. dragging in spots and stuff. Um, this lower section, you can run a jet on it even in the summertime. There were jets out there, for sure. Yeah. But, I mean, we were, we fished the Thorn Apple section, which is, like, it starts, like, four miles down from the dam, Nuego, mm-hmm. or the Croton Dam or whatever. Dude, it's it was great. I mean, so many fish. Uh, you know, we probably caught 50 fish, you know, between me and, and the guy I went with is, you know, he's not a super serious fisherman, but we had just a great trip. So 
highly, highly recommend it. Um, you know, it was, uh, it was definitely memorable. So what, um, I guess a couple things, um, what a rest of the year. What, what do you, what do you have in mind? Any, anything, any big plans? No, not really. Uh, One more thing about Muskegon. There are, there are a lot of small fish, but there are like very like top end potential fish in there too. Yeah. That's got a ton of, I mean, really, I the eighteens through twenty is there. There's a lot, and they're freak fish up there. They pull yeah. so freaking hard. Yeah, there's a lot of current in that river. Yeah, too. it's like well, it's a tailwater, so the co- the current is constant. Right. So there's just super strong, super you know, getting that current. They use that current, you know, and it's. I mean, I caught a nine. Uh, it was around a nineteen. It was like eighteen and three quarters, and I caught it on a five weight, and it just like beat yeah. me to death on that thing. So. Yeah, dude. They they know how to use the current. Yeah, they're mid river bank. I mean, they're just fish everywhere. So the the one the twenty that I caught, um, I was so it was on the upper section, and I was it was getting towards the end of the day, like the same time we were talking about. It's probably six o'clock, right? And I was kind of I set my watch. I set an alarm for five o'clock just to like. Um, hey, it's five o'clock. I'm gonna start throwing top water because we started at like noon, but it was like a twelve mile section, so it's pretty long. Mm-hmm. And uh, at about five o'clock, I tied on top water, and I started to catch him on like a little walk the dog bait. And uh, I was coming up on this spot, and there was uh, an island mid river, and then the left side, the bank looked better. It was like deeper uh, bank. Um, or rocks and stuff. The right side was kind of like a muddy, like I wouldn't say muddy, it's like sandy island. Um, but it had some trees and stuff. But like the bank was sloping and it was real shallow. And I was fishing this left side, and I actually think I caught one. But something in my head this time of year, and I, we can talk about this. I I don't know why. I'd like to ask um, Chad Miller about this, but for whatever reason, some big fish tend to go sit on those shallow banks yeah i don't know sure. if they they're pushing bait fish up there or what they're doing but something in my head was like that's like a big fish spot and i like i imagined my lure getting smoked by 20 before i threw that cast but i was on the other side of the river so it was like dude i had to throw it like as far as i could and i just i, I dropped a dime right next to the um island and twitched it twice dude and it i mean it was in maybe six inches of water and dude yeah. it boom and i i had to fight that fish all the way across the <laughs> river too um but it was a cool it was a really cool fish um but yeah i've seen that a lot lately and i've noticed that more i think late summer you start to like, see those big fish cruising up in the shallows you see a lot of that in late summer you see like Especially like around here, you have a lot of sandbars, you know, right? And you'll see fish, which there's no habitat. No habitat. Of. You would never fish it in a normal, you know. You would if if you saw somebody fishing, you'd be like, oh, that guy doesn't know what he's doing. He's casting the opposite side of the channel, or he's, you know, right. he's, he's not fishing great cover because it's just a you know shallow sandy bank. But a lot of times, you know, you'll see you'll see big fish just sitting in that current, just waiting on something, you know. Yeah, and I don't, you know, I know that it's a little bit of a, I guess, catch area for bait fish, because fish definitely are, right now are feeding more on bait fish than are crawfish. Um, I think they transition a little bit more to crawfish in the like late fall, but like I know that they can push those. You see, you know, it's like the quintessential bait fish kind of flipping out of the water and they're chasing them. I think those fish. The smallmouth use those areas as like little catch areas for bait fish, and they like yeah. push them up on the beach, basically, kind of like a shark. I've seen like a shark do that. They'll like beach smaller fish, right? You know, get them in that shallow water. It's kind of what I think the smallmouth are doing up there. Um, but it's weird. We've we saw a bunch when we went out to Whitewater. We saw a bunch of them. Yeah, you know, feeding up there. It's yeah. So. I don't know. It's not something that I've paid a lot of attention to in the past, but definitely something that i noticed a lot more this year i mean I, i've noticed it in the past i guess but it's not something i specifically targeted 
you know, a lot of times when I'm waiting or, or even floating, I would just concentrate on that channel side, that traditional bank, you know, where the, you know, the water's deeper, there's a little bit of flow, there's broken up substrate, that the traditional, you know, strike zone for a smallmouth. But, you know, I find myself more and more in late season, just scoping those spots, you know, mm-hmm. making sure at least looking, looking at them thoroughly, you know, yeah. before I walk through them or before I get in the water. I'd say if there's one <clears> thing <throat> I've added to my arsenal this year, well, two things, bed fishing. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> bed fishing and, uh, we're pretty damn good at that. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, bed fishing and, uh, sight fishing on those shallow areas because I've done that. I mean, I'll tell you, I'm going to ask you the same question. My coolest catch of the year was that flat rock catch. Oh, um, yeah. where Your we sixth were sixth 20 of the year. It was my six number six. I yeah. think that that's, a, that may be, uh, I don't know. At least I've never, I've never had seven 20 inch. I definitely haven't. No, I'm so. going for 10 this year. I got three more. In you me. might get it, man. I got three more. In me. I got two more months. Well, and- you're, you'll definitely get one in the fall. Because yeah, especially, usually, especially if do. we get to do our Sugar Creek overnight trip, oh yeah, you know you'll you almost always get one that hell that trip. yeah. So you know that'll be one, and then you're usually good for a mixer in there, you know. Yeah, and then maybe one in the winter. I think so. I think there's. I'm really excited to go fish our um, newly explored area on the Flat Rock. Um, that yeah, we haven't been there in prime time. No. And I'm looking forward to it. There's too. some big fish in there. There's some monsters. So in there. Uh, that, and I'm looking forward to taking the jet on uh, our little new, you know, haven't explored yet winter spot on White River. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. That would be perfect for that. Yeah, hundred um, percent. You got to get that fish finder up, bro. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm gonna buy. I'm gonna buy some good electronics this winter. Good. Um, so I have a question for you. Yeah. I just told you what my most memorable fish was, um, that fish. And we probably didn't, we did it on the water episode, but for those who listen, maybe we didn't, I don't think we explained it very much, but we had two alpha female smallmouth. We were in the drift boat. I was up front. Chris was oaring. We had been seeing fish on that kind of sandy bank. And at the time, I think what they were doing, they were cruising for long ear beds. Um, but we saw, uh, two of them. They were both about the same size. And, uh, Chris spotted them. He's like 11 o'clock. I looked, got them and they did not see us, but they're coming right for us. Yeah. Like five seconds. They're probably 30, 40 feet off the, yeah. off the bow. Yeah. And I, I dropped my fluke right on their heads, dude. And it was like, you could, it was like a movie playing out. Yeah, it was it's like the fluke went right in front of them. I like twitched it once and dude, the one of them, I think it was, if we were, we were facing, it was the right one. It like came over and just boom, just smoked it, dude. Yeah. And uh, did you, I think you jumped in and netted that for me. Didn't yeah, you? I think I did. Yeah. That's a classic. Chris Bond, man. Dude, I'm a, I'm a lay it all. I'm definitely a lay it all, lay it all on the line net guy. He's like, we're not going to lose this one. I did it for that 20 inch last year that you would, I know, dude. you definitely would not have caught it. That was not a, for that. That was a fun one. Um, I jumped into, I jumped into five feet of swift water. To net <laughs> that was that, cool. I, I, that, that really proved to net that out. That proved to me that you're, uh, dude. A great friend. It's a it's a boat hype. <laughs> There's nothing better than a boat hype, dude. That was like super quintessential white guy high five after that fish. We definitely <laughs> hype, like nerdy high. Five. We like kind of missed each other and like <laughs> and then like should we acknowledge the fact that we missed? No. <laughs> so so that was my most memorable catch of the year. <clears throat> Not my most memorable fish, but the catch, the actual you know catch of it. What what was yours this year? Ooh. I don't know, man. I've had a lot of really good, really good takes this best, year. Best eat. Best eat. Man, I don't know. Uh, probably, I'm just going to have to go with, uh, I'm going to have to go with the 20-incher that I caught on on uh, on the Mississippi, just because it was, it was, uh, he moved. I mean, we spotted the fish. I was like freaking out about how big it was. I put the fly out there and he just came over and hammered it right away. I didn't have to like, 
I didn't have to like mess with him on the bed or anything. She just came over and just slammed it. And, and I just remember thinking like when I hooked it, how heavy it was when I just like that yeah, dull, yeah. like weight when I hooked it, I was just like, Oh my God. I mean, I've never felt a small mouth that heavy before. It, so that, that was at least like a six week recovery from that trip. Oh, like, I mean, I think <laughs> fishing I'm back. around here. With... I think I'm back now. Yeah, like just now. But like even now, like looking at people's like Instagram pictures and stuff, I'm like, yeah, okay, well, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> whatever, because I caught uh, 40, 50 fish this year that look bigger than that, and yeah, you know, dude, be, was... getting hyped about fish around here has been tough. But I'm I'm back now. Yeah. So, and I was gonna discuss this with you. Um, we don't we don't have to come to a definitive decision yet, obviously, but we were talking about the Memorial Day trip next year, which is always something we look forward to. I'm hoping we can duplicate the crew because that was that was the best. So far. I gotta say, I've had I've had a few people reach out and be like, "Hey, what do I gotta do? Who's, <laughs> who's, who's dick do I gotta suck to get on that trip?" So dude, I will. T- I, here's that, the dick that you have to dude, suck. <laughs> Mine, <laughs> dude. That trip though was man, that was best, that best, was something it, else. It sounds really nerdy to say this, but it really was the best time I've ever had in my life. I think. The best man, I hate had. to say that because there's been a lot of good times I've had, and yeah, I don't want to compare it to like my not kids me. I've had a really or my family. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I've had Dude, really good times. That's, that was like that's the point yeah. though. It was it was literally oh, like God, I've know. never laughed that hard for that long, <laughs> that many nights in a row. Like I just so it good. was it was a great and then so, the fishing was great it was well so know. we were talking about you know where we're gonna go next year this is here's my theory on it if we can go back for an encore we should mm. so we tried for we tried for what four years to go and we couldn't go because of varying circumstances mostly weather I think if the weather's good I think we should try to go back. And then if it's not, then we should do alternates. And then the year, the next year, the year after, whatever, we get fine. But if we have the chance to go two years in a row, I think we should try. Hmm. And that's well, that makes it makes booking a place a little bit difficult. But I, I don't, I don't disagree with you. Same place. Dude. I think we just need to think about it. Same place. Yeah, dude. No. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, same place. Why I, not? I agree. Yeah. <laughs> I no, mean, you're not going to get any argument. The thing is, we'd be going in with a lot more knowledge too. We know exactly what to look for when we first go. We know there. exactly where all those beds are going to be. <laughs> <laughs> you hear that, Luke? <laughs> yeah. They came in like a cold northern wind. Uh, <laughs> seriously, though, dude, that was. I mean, I think we have to at least give it a shot this next year, and then. But there's some other places that I think could equally be good. We got, you know, the I, I want to go back to the Menominee. I want to go. I want to try. Menominee this, be fun. Yeah. Saint Croix be fun. I would like to do Menominee only because I felt like the way we did it last time sucked yeah. so much. Yeah, I think in the Menominee is actually not that far. It's, the Menominee was also was also really cool, like taken in sections. Yeah. It's just yeah. the way we did it. It ruined it. It was yeah. like a baton death march, dude. <laughs> yeah, well, we would definitely do. And more we are of such that. pussies, by the way. I just read a I just read a book about Lewis and Clark. Oh, we are yeah. such pussies. <laughs> We're definitely pussies compared to them. You know, they carried like they just carried like a like Lou either Lewis or Clark. I can't remember. Had an idea for like a metal frame boat that they would just stretch these hides over. They literally just carried like a 30 foot long metal frame, like all the way to Washington. And then they're just like, like, okay, we're going to try this metal frame boat for the float back. And they tried (laughs) it and it sank immediately. And they're just like, shit. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I, the, for those of you guys who might watch the show alone, the guy that won it this season, he kept talking about how he was paying homage to the old timers dude yeah that guy was awesome he was but when you think about how hardened that dude is he admitted that he was a pussy compared to like the pioneers we're such sissies dude (laughs) i I mean like a few portages on menominee and i was like (laughs) it was dude it it was pretty bad i I waded into the water (laughs) like a defeated samurai with my underwear on just i do think that menominee deserves uh an encore an encore uh done differently um i think that uh, yeah, going there with 
the whole base camp or base cabin, whatever you want to call it, and doing sections of it, that'd be the way to go. Um, I mean, we always had the Wisconsin. We can go back to, uh, like I said, St. Croix. I think St. Croix would be worth going to at some point because I think it's that's kind of like the similar river. It's like up our alley. It's a northern, you know, natural, free-flowing river. There's not a ton of dams. Right. Uh, you know, it would be a good, good river. But the, I think that, you know, Mike Schultz said said it all when he we were messaging each other on after that oh, trip. Name drop, humble brag. <laughs> well, me and him are like best buds. So. <laughs> but he goes, he he goes. Uh, we were talking back and forth about the trip, and he he called that the um, what did he call it? The, He's I like, think, hey, Josh. I just wanted to reach out because you're such a close friend of me, and I just wanted to see how you're doing. <laughs> he does message me quite Whatever, often. Dude. I swear to God, he Shut, does. You're so full of shit. I swear shit. to God, he does. He's cool. Mike's a cool guy. You probably uh, message him and initiate. I swear I'll you show probably, you. Hey, how much are those new sweaters? And then he's like, $48, Josh. And you're like, so what else is going on? He keeps asking me to come up and work for him. Like, I yeah, right? <laughs> you always like, he just messages me all the time. Like, hey, how much are those new hats? He just says, he just says, hi. Yeah, right. <laughs> like two he waves morning. he waves on facebook he pokes, he pokes, he pokes you <laughs> you remember poking oh, <laughs> yeah man. i do oh, uh but anyways he called it the i think he called it the uh the holy land or holy the mecca. waters the mecca. mecca yeah that's what he called it, mecca yeah so i mean if a guy like that is saying that like i think that's kind of when you talk about in in like relation to what kind of waters that we target i think right. that is and it's not just, you know, there's other waters that are really good, um, but it's the size of it, the the pressure that it gets, the size of the fish is just crazy up there. So um, what do you have on your uh, mark? I mean, other than get catching 10, 20 inches, which is a ridiculous <laughs> goal, uh, but what, what else is, what else are you trying to get done before the end of the year? Um, you know, I'm done with, uh, you know, all the tournaments and stuff. I did a lot of tournaments this year. Um, oh yeah. That was another thing that happened between the last episode and this one. What's that? Your white river. I did a recap of that. Oh, you did? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Nice. Um, yeah. So I really don't have anything like trips planned or anything like that. I do. I, I do look forward to that this time of year because of that, because I don't have anything planned. So I, I feel like I can just do some like you know you're in free play dude yeah so like we usually no longer, do you're no longer in campaign mode you're free <laughs> exactly <play. laughs> we usually do a fall trip on the sh- sugar creek and there's a reason why because the damn canoe port or uh what do they call them uh canoe liveries Livery. aren't, aren't running um so that's one of the few times you have know, spring and fall are the times where you can actually do that and the thing is is we're gonna have to get some rain because <laughs> we can't float it right now no. like it's so freaking low um so that, um, and if we can't do that, man, I say we go do a full trip somewhere around here, like overnighter. So, um, yeah, we'll figure something out. Yeah. We'll figure something else out if we can't do that. Yeah. But, uh, other than that, man, you know, just, uh, I, I think I got my work cut out for me for three, three twenty inches. So I think you can do it for sure. Try. We'll try. Yeah. I don't really have anything else. You know, I just would like. Uh, I'd like to get out a few more times with my brother before the end of the year. So he's yeah. He's I did, been, I want to get out with Danny too. He's we been were, like I don't know. It's been tough to get time with him. So yeah, I'd like to get get some more time on the water with him. And uh, maybe we'll do a maybe we'll do a, a duo brother trip. That'd be sick. Yeah, I'd do I'd, me, I'd, I'd Danny, that. and Maya. That'd be fun. Yeah, it'd be duo. nice. I wouldn't mind, uh, you know, getting some of the some of the uh, crew back together for the overnighter trip too. Yeah, we could do a lot of different stuff. Um, yeah. So, so I think uh, you want to do some segments here. We haven't done segments in a long, let's do a, long time. Let's do the what's let's, new in your box segment. Let's do small talk hotline segment and reviews. Okay. I think that'll take us down the home stretch. What? is new in your box other than the custom crankbaits and whopper <laughs> plopper that were sent to you by well i do want to i do uh, want to mention that guy 
Do you know what his name is? I don't know his name. Well, I think I have his card. It's Yards Custom Crankbaits. Yes, that's it. But I don't know his I don't know his name so personally. He sent me He's from Southwest Virginia. Two uh, really cool paint. Not Southern West Virginia, but South West. Oh, okay. Southwest. Home in of, the Jimmies. Of old Virginia. Okay. So he sent me a, a crawl wake bait, and then he sent me a crawl square bill. So hand looks like they're airbrushed. So pretty pretty sick paint jobs on them. Yeah, he did a great job. Um, yeah, and then uh, I got a pink and white whopper plopper that he did. I can't say I'm crazy about that color choice, but uh, beggars can't be choosers. What do you mean? I don't uh, know. What's, what's, it's it's almost like a maybe maybe he was going for the uh, maybe he was going for the um, Indiac angler special. Yeah, that's what I think. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I like I pink. So. I mean, I I think pink is like a underutilized it's, it's color, dude. It's real real men wear pink. That's <laughs> I saw that on a shirt once. Uh, uh, yeah. Maybe that's maybe I missed that. Maybe I was maybe that's what he was going for. But yeah, I mean, not I'm not complaining. Like it's not going to catch fish. It just uh, yeah, I'm sure. Crawl, and plus, it's a topwater bay. I mean, who cares what color? it yeah, is? Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, appreciate that. But it's a little bit yards more... custom baits. Do we have a shout out for his? Uh, his Instagram. Well, you can just or... go check him out on Instagram. It's it's uh, it's Yards Custom Crankbaits. Okay. Yards being Y A R D S. That's Yankee Alpha Romeo Delta Sierra. All right, we'll go follow him. Go buy some crankbaits off of him. Um, yeah. <laughs> would you Would you think of that? Uh, that meme I put up on her page. It's pretty, pretty, good. <laughs> pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> pretty good. Yeah, very good. Um, it's, which is true. I mean, you know, here's the thing, guys. This podcast, I'm officially, we, we've we only, you know, really come out on a few stances. We are pro-global warming. Absolutely. Pro-Japanese manufacturing. Pro-Japanese manufacturing. Very honorable. Very honorable. <laughs> um, and then the other thing that we're going to come out on is uh, we are... We are anti something. We're going to be anti, uh, pretty much the news. <laughs> oh pretty much. God. We're, we're just going to be yeah. anti the news and the election and everything. I've heard there's it. a good uh, documentary on <clears throat> Netflix about um, pro Netflix too. I'm, I, I'm no, I don't want to do. I don't want to come out pro Netflix because then we've got too many stances. I don't want to. Be, I don't want to <laughs> alienate anybody. Yeah, there's. It's called the social dilemma. Have you heard of that show? No. It's about how they utilize social media to influence yeah. you know, the public. But anyways, here's um, the thing, dude, it's pure masculine energy to just come out and be like, and I heard this on another podcast, so I'm not just, this isn't like my own original thought here, but it is pure masculine energy, which I think we need more of in our society to just be like, someone asks you, you know, something about the news, just be, I don't watch the news. I don't even pay attention. Yeah, I legit don't. <laughs> I mean, not, it's it's, it's bad for your psyche. So, but, uh, so what's new? So, well, oh, what, I have what a lot of stuff that's new in my box since well, the let's la- narrow latest it down. podcast. But here recently, I placed a tackle warehouse order, and oh, one yeah. of the things I got, I see I think, a bunch of lucky craft USA boxes yeah. around here. So this is actually the reason why I got this place. This Are morning. you going culprits? No. Oh, black fluke! Wow, it looks pretty good, doesn't it? That looks great. Yeah, yeah, I can't, yeah. I guess you never really, you know, what you should do is put a little rattle in that. Well, let's not get too fancy. I mean, uh, <laughs> I'm just saying, if it's black already, it's, it's a fluke. You don't need to dress it up. <laughs> it's black. <laughs> it's very thin. <laughs> you need some girth. Yeah, you need some more girth. Couple that, veins. That's a. That's not even a super fluke. What are you doing with buying yeah, regular size? No, these flukes? are these are super flukes. Yeah, that's a super. Flute. This says, "Oh, it is a super flute." Yeah, it's, so, so it's a. Uh, I so guess he, I'm I'm looking at this fluke, which I have. This is what is this? That's a magnum. That's a magnum fluke. <laughs> that should be the black one. <laughs> yeah, I was intimidated holding that thing. But. So, uh, <laughs> that should be the black. The one reason I is. got these is because um, there's a guy on our that listens to our podcast and messaged me. Uh, I think his name's Matt Jackson, and he was asking me what colors of flukes that I throw and I was trying more to, than delighted to talk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so I went to the zoom's color chart by, cause I wasn't sure what a couple of the colors were called. And I noticed that they made jet black flukes and 
I was like, why haven't I never bought a black flute? Because there's definitely times where those lighter colors, like it's not muddy. I wouldn't throw a fluke if it was muddy, but when it's like a little cloudy. Two foot biz. Yeah, like, oh, I'd really like to fl- throw a fluke, but I don't have confidence I can see it. And this, this I think, is going to be the ticket. So I, I bought those. Um, I got um, a, I think, a previously discontinued bait that has a very... Um, good reputation. It's a Lucky Craft um, jointed wake bait. Um, and the bait, so, yeah. you got a baby buzz bait. I got two baby buzz baits. That's also the, known as the Vegetation Tamer. <laughs> is that really? <laughs> you that's, gotta, that's TM'd. They, they were like, the Vegetation Tamer is such a good name. clever. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> so... You, you got to admit, though, that looked pretty good when I was throwing yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, of course. I mean, I'm a proponent of the baby buzz bait. A little, little sure. finesse buzz bait. And then I got uh, went Japanese. The Japanese. I like it. I uh, got a little Mega Bass Pop X. I've heard really good things. Actually, little Nathan Pickering's the one that. Dude, uh, I bet that thing will run for 200,000 casts. Maybe 300,000 casts. If you, <laughs> if you change it, if you change the hooks on it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So it's, it's <laughs> you like that? It's Japanese lure. Nice, dude. <laughs> uh, very pro. Very, they're Japanese known for their dependability. That's right, um, dude. Durability. Uh, so yeah, it, it's a pop X. It's supposed to be just like a very like uh, high end weighted pop R, basically. But I, I bought. I kind of got away from throwing those type of lures. I either throw like a faster moving, like a buzz bait or a whopper plopper, or I'll do a walk the dog lure, but really when Chris is um, catching them on a little boogle popper, I don't have anything that's really close, so I'm I'm gonna give those a little shot. Which I would like it noted that on our jet boat trip last Sunday, fishing from the back of the boat kept pretty good pace. Yeah, for sure. I felt like we went you, one for one. You always keep good pace. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. I don't know, but there's a reputation out there that maybe fly fishermen don't catch as many fish as conventional guys. And you You're know. not an average fly fisherman, dude, but I know that, dude. Above you know, average. You know that's true. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... Um, My dick moved when you said that, by the way. <laughs> I'm, 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 what else you got, dude? I'm a, sh- I'm what a straight other, shooter, bud. Let's, let's, Tell let's it like just, it is. What kind of new stickers you got? That's what the, that's what the folks want to know. Um, I don't... I oh, you a, know what? Actually, I see a little pile of stickers over there. This is for you. It's what? been it's been a long time since you've been over here. So this is this is yours. AK Graphics. Oh, nice, dude. This is from Aaron uh, Kimball, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, he uh very nice. Oh, yeah, he gave us both right in there. uh free the fighter sticker. Um, very nice. It's uh for those that um don't uh get it. It's a play on Street Fighter, yeah. So uh, it's kind of a cool little original design for we'll him. Post, for we'll him. post a little pick up there. Of this, oh, yeah. yeah, that's yeah, cool. Thank sure. you, Aaron. I've been waiting that. for you to come so I could post that because I didn't want to give it away. So yeah, I like how you had to. He put my name on it so that you didn't put it on one of your <laughs> gay little boxes or whatever you. It's got. on mine's been on the back of my. Uh, I know, I saw Foreigner it. for a while. Um, so yeah. Uh, what about you, man? What's what's new in your box? Um, well, I haven't really bought a lot of fishing stuff uh, recently. I've just been... I got new sunglasses, but they, they, got, <laughs> they, got, stolen. <laughs> they got They got stolen uh, immediately. I did get some... Um, I got some new uh, shoes that... I don't know if we've talked about this on the podcast. I definitely put it on Instagram. Uh, but the Croc, Crocs Swift River... Uh, active sandal did your wife she asked you to put those on when you got go she out she asked right? me to take them off <laughs> <laughs> and not in a sexual kind of way she asked you hey babe will you come up to bed she literally slip on those crocs babe. my crocs <laughs> and your brother relentlessly mocks my crocs brother's a choco dude he's your brother's a as a label whore <laughs> <laughs> those are those sandals are pretty brutal i'm not gonna Mine? lie yes. oh they're awful yeah <laughs> Yeah, they're awful. It looks like they come complimentary. They have a complimentary two liter of Mountain Dew that comes with them. <laughs> and then they're, they're horrible. It looks like they're, they should be paired exclusively with Jersey sweatpants. <laughs> yeah. Brutal. But, but they're great. I got a new shirt 
I'm going to give a shout out to uh, Blair and Evan West. They bought me a really cool masturbator shirt. I like that, dude. But it's not masturbating. It's I'm a master baiter. I like that. And man. I'm wearing it right now. So It's a clever play on words. It is. <sighs> Who's, uh, who got you this? Uh, Blair and Evan West. You know Evan. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they got from, from my birthday. Um, but... Yeah, man. Uh, I'll, I'll give. I'll Chris give one. Is, Chris is on the prowl for a jet. Yeah, I'm looking. That's why I haven't been spending a lot of money. Been waiting, yeah. trying to save my political capital around the home front. But I understand. Uh, but one thing, uh, I bought a lot more flies than I have ever bought so in years past. Just didn't have a lot of time this year. Yeah, but you know, uh, there's a guy that. Um, ties them at the local shop here at Moving Water Outfitters, Austin Hines. The guy uh, you took your pants <laughs> off in front of. I was I was working my I was working my way into that story. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he ties a lot of flies and uh, <laughs> anytime Chris gets around younger younger boys, yeah, dude. his pants come off. Absolutely. That's true. <laughs> What? So here's, what? here's what happened, and I'm gonna put a, I'm gonna put a poll up on Instagram after we post this to see see what the listeners think about this. Okay, so here's what happened. So we I'm fit- gonna make sure Austin listens. To this yeah, absolutely, do it. So we go. I go fishing with this young this young boy, young strapping boy. This young boy. He's about twenty. I don't know how old he is. Like twenty. He's in his twenties. He's eighteen. He's he's, he's, he's seventeen almost. He's definitely. He's, he's in high school working at the fly shop. He's definitely legal. I know that. I know that. Barely, but he's legal. <laughs> Barely legal. But uh, but anyways, we go fishing together. Good good dude. Derek, uh, never I know Derek's bro. Dude, Derek. He's met him in a couple parking lots. Derek and I are going to start a support group. <laughs> <laughs> the dead Derek's been following on the Instagram for years. Dude, I, I took a page out. I took a, I took a page out of Derek's book on this one. But uh, anyways, we went fishing together. Good dude, uh, great hang, great, uh, good fisherman. But uh, he works at the fly shop or whatever. So so we go fishing together, and I met him at the river. So he had been fishing all day. Uh, he Did waited. his mom bring it? <laughs> <laughs> he got off the bus there, all right, Josh? <laughs> you picked him up after school. <laughs> well, I'm not allowed within 500 feet of a school, but oh I picked him up down the street from the school, but uh, I, didn't want the, I didn't want the resource cop to see us. But anyways, so uh, we, we meet there, and he he's waiting upstream. He meets me, uh, you know... I meet him there like a couple hours after he'd been fishing or whatever. We wait upstream, had a good, had a good time, good chat, good fishing, whatever. We get done and I have like, I don't have like leather seats in this new, uh, in my Tacoma. I have like cloth seats. So instead of like (laughs) sitting down in, in my, with my wet ass in the seat, I just take my, I, I go to take my pants off and he's like, Hey, you probably shouldn't do that. Cause there's like, there's like a family right there across the street. And I'm like, Oh yeah. So I like kind of shielded myself and took my pants off and put them in the back of the truck. <laughs> and then uh, I sit down and I'm just got my underwear on, but I have like a long shirt on and, and he has I, a humongous erection. I, yeah. Yeah. I really didn't feel that weird about it, but like I got, I got back, I got back to the, uh, to drop him off at his car and his, his mom was there waiting on us. I don't know why. No, I'm just kidding. I, I dropped him off at his car and, uh, and he like got out of the car and he just sort of like tucked and rolled. Like as we were still moving, he didn't even wait for us to stop. But, but anyways, I don't think he was weirded out, but, but anyway, so we get out and I like, I didn't even really think about it until I was like, all right, see you later, man. I like backed out and went to leave. And then I was like, I just took my pants <laughs> off in front of a, a stranger pretty much. Well, I mean, I met him on Craigslist. Sir, <laughs> you're asserting dominance. Dude, I asserted so much dominance. I inserted a lot of dominance, but, but anyways, uh, so I'll put a, I'll put a, a poll up to see if I'm a, a creepy old man, but, but, uh, anyways, so I just, 
the new stuff in my box are you know mostly like uh, flies that he's tied. I picked up at the at the fly shop, which were he's a freaking fantastic fly tire. So, all right, so here I'm going to make an executive call here. So. We we're this. not we're not gonna do the hotline because that takes a lot of editing this time. But what I am gonna do, I'm gonna encourage all of our listeners. The next episode we do, we're gonna just do hotline stuff, or that's gonna be a big part of it. So if you want, um, if you got something to say to two two little boys, right here, just get on the hotline and uh, let's. Can pull we up. call it something other than the hotline? No, I like it. How about the tight line? <laughs> All right, like here's this tight. <laughs> Amen. What's All right, the... so here we go. I'm going to do the reviews. Hang on, what's the number, real quick? Uh, you look up the number. I'll do the reviews. Okay. All right, so we've got, uh, and you can leave us a five star review. You know, feel free to do that, and we'll read your review. We haven't done that in a while, um, but we do that. And uh, you know, you can also follow us on Instagram at uh, Smalley Talk Podcast, or you can follow us on Facebook, Smalley Talk Podcast. All right. But anyways, all right. Smalley so Talk here, Hotline, hang on. 317-283-9710. So, all right, so that's 317-283-9710. So you can call, call in, leave, leave a message. message. We have four messages in there right now. So. Next episode we'll do, we'll just do a hotline episode. Yeah, so, exactly. Um, or tight line episode. We'll get you, you get you get you little boys your credit. All right, so here we go. Uh, and I don't know that we've done these. If we have, my apologies. Uh, April first from Agger zero eight seven four. Freaking hilarious, and the smallmouth information is all right too. I guess. Thank you very much. <laughs> this is going to uh, be a funny episode. This one way. is uh, Sugar Sugar Creek Champion, and his name is Sugar Creek Master. I wonder where he fishes. <laughs> Having listened to every single episode multiple times and love every single second of it, you guys are hilarious and share great knowledge about smallmouth fishing in general. That being said, if you want to lose a 1v1 on Sugar Creek, I am down and will Shit, show son. and will show no mercy. Great work and keep for, it up. I Don't for, lose the passion. I forgot to mention I won Angler of the Year on Sugar Creek oh this year. Gosh. So, we hey, whoever you are out there, let's go, bud. He wants a 1v1. $500. I'll give you a 1v1. I'll, we'll do pink slips. <laughs> pink slips for what? <laughs> Our cars. <laughs> oh, you're going to bet your... I'll put the runner on it, bud. Dude. <laughs> Take him up. Reach out. Everyone's going to hold you accountable on that. All right, here we go. Uh, this one is May 20th. This is from any remaining nickname. Uh, oh, my. I live in the Ozarks. Amen. Home of God's chosen strain of smallmouth. Neosho strain. Neosho strain. I've been fortunate enough to carry my fairy wands all over this planet and land untold numbers of wild and crazy species, freaking milkfish on a fly rod. 30 years of rewarding and satisfying fishing life, and now these huser jerkwads are making me <laughs> want to add Indiana to my bucket list. Five stars. That's a, That was a good one. That was a great one. Yeah, thank you very much. And uh, if you come up here to Indiana, I'll milk your fish. All right, here's one from uh, August 6th. From Yard 11, Passion for River Smallies. Oh, yeah. Here's, here's Yard Custom Crankbaits here. Found this podcast a little over a month ago and already listened to them all. My kind of fishing, River Smallies. I primarily fish the New River in a small river here in southwest Virginia, southwest of the old Virginia. Free the fighter. Hey, thanks again for the crankbaits. Thank you, the, Yards, for the crankbaits. And the, the Whopper Plopper. All right, and this is my favorite one here. This is from Fish Mill 2020. The Ace and Gary of fishing podcasts. <laughs> I listen to a lot of podcasts, and this is the most informative and most enjoyable to listen to. Thanks, and keep up the good work. I have been fly fishing for five years, and am having a blast trying to figure smallies out on the fly. Trout, nah. F yeah, dude. I like that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Do you know who Ace and Gary are? No, it's, a podcast it's, or something. No, it's uh, from. You ever watch Saturday Night Live? The ambiguously gay duo. <laughs> No. There's a cartoon that they did for years and years on SNL called The Ambiguously Gay Duo. Well, and it was Ace and Gary. That fits <laughs> they us would, to a T, bud. Yeah, one of them would fly and the other one would just like straddle him and ride him <laughs> while the other one flew. And it's pretty funny. That's probably not and then, PC Yeah, no, absolutely not. And then Saturday Night Live, you know, stopped doing that for obvious reasons. Um, but anyways, everybody, thank you so much uh, for listening to the podcast. It's... Uh, 
it was a it was a long one and probably not that informative but this is a good one though i enjoyed it we had a lot of reminiscing to do yeah dude i'm enjoying it i i'm i think i've got the passion back dude i think we need to do more episodes get get back in here and do them and we got we uh, got a lot of ideas i've actually had a lot of people message me and say hey can you do episode on this or episode on that good and i've got i've got a couple ideas too of i want to do like this winter i want to do i want to do debates i like that another thing i want to do that we didn't do last year that i was kind of or this winter is i want to do some small mouth 101 stuff oh nice so like really really basic because you know i think a lot of guys find our podcasts that are just getting into fishing and uh you know we we jump into the deep waters pretty often in here um i think starting out like for instance just how many questions have you got about like what fly rod should i buy it's my first fly rod what should i buy so we're going to start doing a little bit of that we'll do a, a little you know play on the conventional and the fly stuff and you know answer some really basic questions for those of you guys that may just want to start getting into the sport. So, um, it's like crack though. I'll warn you. I know. And then the other thing is, I mean, you know, please stop reaching out to us about trying to sponsor our podcast. (laughs) We have too much money. Please stop. (laughs) We don't just stop it. Okay. Um, but anyways, everybody, thank you very much for listening. Uh, leave us a five-star review on iTunes and follow us on the social medias. And uh, as always, free the fighter. Free the fighter. And goodbye. Good night and good luck.